Randomly with Ronnie Jr. All right, so let's talk. Shall we take a while to talk or should we keep it quick? A quick bite. What does that sound like? Quibby, I guess? Well, I don't really know. Brand. <laughs> I'm going to find out. And the person to help me find that out is Heather Gardner. She is the host of a Quibby series. If you can, hello, first of all. Hello, hi. And secondly, tell me all about what Quibby is, um, the big appeal, and then beyond that, your entertainment weekly show that's on Quibby. Yeah, okay, well, let's start with Quibby first. It's a brand new app. Quibi stands for Quick Bites, and the whole premise behind this app is that you're getting this amazing network quality entertainment, but you're getting it in under 10 minutes or less. So every single show, including my show, including scripted shows that are movie quality, television quality, uh, including your news and everything, is literally under 10 minutes. And the whole premise behind this was we're moving all the time, we're commuting, we are standing in line, we're on the go people. We have these slices of time to fill with content where you don't wanna start like a 30 minute show, right? You have a 10 minute commute, you don't have a 30 minute commute. And the idea is to take all of this content with you. That was the idea until like quarantine happened and everything. <laughs> yeah, very different. Quibi came at an interesting time. I think everyone um, was interested in how it was gonna do. On the basis of the talent that's on Quibi, I like some of the talent. Like this is, I mean, I think J-Lo even has a show she's affiliated yeah. with on Quibi. Um, and by the way, I watched J-Lo's episode. It's called Thanks a Million. A uh, little side note for all you nerds out there. The production company that does my show, Last Night's Late Night, also produced J-Lo's show as well. Um, bald my eyes out watching that show. It's so good. We, I, It's so uplifting and so just a giving show. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, we'll get into like you and television hosting, where that came from, as far as, you know, was that your education? Was this your little dream as a child? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, tell me what Last Night Late Night is, which, by the way, the premise is amazing. But then when you add the premise, but then it's an entertainment weekly show. So now you have great premise and great credibility and great host. Like, come on. I mean, I kind of feel like I hit the jackpot, I'm not going to lie, because my whole career has been entertainment news focused, um, but we're really honing in on the late night television shows. And I didn't—I don't think I even realized how many there were until I saw it in print. There is more than 20 late night television shows. And like, who has the time, <laughs> you know? Right. Who has the time to go through every single show, you know? But we do all that for you. So every night we watch all of the shows that are airing on any particular day and we pick out those best gem moments the stuff that's going to make you just die laughing the stuff that's really going to pull at your heartstrings um you know we pull that stuff out and we present it to you in 10 minutes or less so we have you know, the best of bill maher the best of jimmy right. Fallon, and you know you get to see the funniest stuff it sounds like you know when you when you remember i think jimmy fallon used to do this bit where you know it was sort of a lip sync and then that kind of turned into the show that LL Cool J and Chrissy Teigen hosted, sort of like a morph. It feels like, you know, your show is going to be on the, you know, the cutting, uh, you know, soon as that stuff happens, you're going to give it to your audience, which is really cool. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we want, we stay up late. My hours start at like 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. going till almost like midnight and the rest of my team, my gosh, they go till 2, 3 in the morning sometimes. But we are ready for you when you wake up, let's say 6 o'clock in the morning. Actually, our show was airing, I think, 
five o'clock yesterday. I was like wide awake watching it at five o'clock in the morning, but like, it's there for you the right. second you wake up. So when you're brushing your teeth, that's what I've done with my Quibi. Like when I'm putting on my makeup, <laughs> I grab my phone, I pull up my Quibi app and I just watch something really quick, you know, cause I only have these slices of time and it's perfect because we're giving that to you. We're giving you the, the little bites, you know? Well and that's the funny thing. Someone like me, I love late night TV, but I'll find that like, who's somebody I like that I don't watch, but I, but I like, I just, day goes by, day goes by. You I've seen, have time. You don't I've, seen, have I've time. seen Jimmy Kimmel live, even, you know, in the green room, um, watching some of the musical performances or whatever, hundreds of times as a, as a person. But yet when I go to my television as a human <laughs> and the night goes by between text messages, emails, a podcast, I always forget Jimmy Kimmel. Like I kind of think about that, you know, and that's no discredit. So your show's kind of like, you know, the hodgepodge of all that. I didn't realize you guys would do stuff like Bill Maher too, because that gets a little bit more raw at times as well. Oh, so. definitely. I mean, we do them all. We do John Oliver, Samantha Bee, Lily Singh, um, the Patriot Act with Hassan, Min, uh, Hassan Minhaj. And oh, he's great, yeah. Oh, so, so good. You know, and it's funny. Um, one of the reasons why I actually really, really wanted to do this show, especially with Entertainment Weekly, is because there is kind of a shift in what the traditional format of late night is. Because you do have the Jimmy Fallons, and you do have James Corden, and you have Jimmy Kimmel, and you have the Late Show, and you have all these formats that are just such a huge historic institution in our American pop culture of television. But then you have these other ones like Bill Maher and John Oliver and the Patriot Act, who are just kind of breaking that mold. And I think it is fascinating. It is so fascinating to me that John Oliver has swept the Emmys the last, I think, three or four years on this completely different and serious format. You know, I learned a lot of like hardcore news from a comedy show. And yeah, really, hey, the fact that they, the fact that they broke the mold of what a late night show could be, I think is fascinating. Do you, um, I, that's a, a huge nod. Like I, I like that. It's not just all the funny, goofy stuff. It's not like just Jimmy Fallon doing goofy yeah. Justin Timberlake things. It's, it's a little bit of everything. Do you know how the show got incepted and where did you fall in the line of that as far as being hosted, uh, being the, the person asked to host the show? So I'll start with my story because I came in at the very last second. Um, I was the very last person to audition and word on the street was, I mean, Quibi casts a very wide net and not just my show, 50 original shows. And I believe their plan was, I don't know if things have changed because of, you know, the pandemic and everything, but by the end of the year to have 175 original programs. So they cast a very wide net and I was actually the very last person to audition. And I guess someone liked what they saw. Do you, know what they were, do you know what they were looking for? Like, cause I wonder if you were like this breath of fresh air or was it with other people auditioning? Do you have any, any idea of what their goal was? Cause I, yeah, I, I, I you are the perfect fit, but like, I'm wondering what, what they were looking for, you know? tell you, you know, um, as a host, you don't get, you're not privy to all of that stuff. Like I said, like, I actually have no idea, like, you know, how it all started or anything like that. Cause I came in very last second. I came in, we shot the pilot in January. So, and now it's only, we launched just the beginning of April. So, I mean, people had been working on this for months prior. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think for me, um, the fact that Entertainment Weekly is a part of this and the fact that my, uh, my career has been a lot of entertainment news and also I dabbled in like political side of entertainment news as yeah. well, which of course the late night shows, they're very historic in being political, even the goofy, funny ones. I mean, we've had some monumental like political moments in late night TV um, that is indisputable, you know? So the fact that I kind of dabbled in both of those worlds, I think really played into that. And, you know, it's just, 
like I said, my expertise, I've been doing entertainment reporting for like 12 years now. I don't want to say that because it ages me, but you know, you know, EW is a, is a huge, huge player in the entertainment industry. I agree with you. And that's like, for me, I'm knowing you also, uh, in New York city, um, being proud of you, like, Oh great. She got the great gig. And then saying last night, late night, Oh, concepts type boom, you know, love it. I was already into it, you know, and then I'm like, oh, but she's got the Entertainment Weekly nod now. That to me is you. When I look at Entertainment Weekly, a, you know, some of the stuff they've done with publications is fantastic. But even when, you know, I remember like J Lo had the interview with that journalist Jess. Um, I, I forget the, his last name. Um, the way EW takes on stuff is just a little bit different, and they they go for it. So this is a, a great great uh, synergy. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good fit for me too, because, and this isn't a knock on, you know, the other sectors of the entertainment industry, but what I gravitate towards in my own career is more serious entertainment news. I personally cannot get behind gossip. I can't, you know, and yep. I'm not saying that I haven't done that in my career because I definitely have, but I have grown out of it. Um, and so, and again, not a knock. There is a place for that. Everybody needs their escape. I get it. But for me, I am such a nerd when it comes to content. I'm a nerd when it comes to, like I said, like the political side of all yeah. this and how, how late shows have played into that over, you know, I mean, decades, decades of stuff of content. Um, I love numbers. I like to see movies. I like to see diverse casting. I like to see women representation. And that's the kind of stuff that EW really, you know, pays attention to and focuses on instead of the the gossip side of it. So honestly, I, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Come on, jackpot. Um, for sure. So a question, though, um, since you watch them all, what do you think of Lily Size show? Um, you said uh, Lily Size show, uh, I guess from YouTube, but then also to NBC, because you said EW sort of champions women and you kind of look out for stuff like that. What do you think about her show just in general? And even just like that awesome moment of, you know, a non-traditional route, you know, not like being casted for a show per se, um, but Carson Daly show is eliminated and they had to do something different. They went with her. What do you, what do you think it is about her that makes her special? Well, I think, I think it's really interesting that you say like the way that she got there wasn't traditional because I mean, she did not take the traditional stand up comedian route, which I mean, most of them have. I think Conan is now the longest running person who is on television right now. He's been doing it for some over 20 years. Um, but he's like another one who didn't take the traditional stand up comedian route. Jimmy Fallon did, Stephen Colbert did, but Lily Singh came from YouTube. And I think that is like amazing. The fact that this we because you know in the entertainment industry you have the hollywoods and then you have the influencers and then you have the youtubes and there's very little crossover mm -hmm. and it just depends on who you talk to about like which one is more important than the other yeah. but i think it's a really really big deal that she went from youtube to nbc and took that audience she has something like 50 million subscribers i mean it's already in between all of her social medias the fact that they decided to see what if it works on a traditional route is really, really interesting in the industry. And honestly, I think she's doing a fantastic job. She's got her own lane. She's decided that she doesn't want to get into politics because that's not what she wants to talk about, unlike some of the other programs. She sticks straight to, she promotes other YouTubers, which I think is amazing. She sticks straight to entertainment. It's really fun. 
Yeah, she she gives you a little bit of a jolt. Like I'll be watching, and the way she rocks out with her other guests is very similar to how like Jimmy Fallon brings a humor to them. You know that classic meme of like Jimmy Fallon laughs at everything <laughs> that everybody says. She has not the same, but she has something in that vein. She has something that like who have I watched? I've watched her interview like Chrissy Metz from This Is Us, and uh, just a couple of like cast members along that line where you don't really know too too much about their personal life yet. And then Lily's got them like you know just jolting in some weird way. It's really cool. Um, tell us about your passion as a kid. Was this always where you saw yourself um, or did you have another career path? Uh, I did have another career path. Um, I wanted to be a famous singer. Okay. I thought you were, were going to say, I wanted to be a model, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Gosh, no, I'm way too short for that. I am five, three from the ground. Oh. No way that was ever going to work. No, no. Um, but I wanted to take like the American Idol route and do, you know, singing. I loved singing as a kid. I competed in county fairs in the South and I even auditioned for American Idol and the X Factor and things like that. That was what I wanted to do. Now, obviously that is not a very stable career choice, yeah. <laughs> although neither is the entertainment industry. I was going to say, some would say, and you know some of the hard knocks you've been through to get here, like, you know, that's, it, it just was the right transition at the right time, I assume. Right. Well, I didn't start out thinking that I wanted to do entertainment news. What I, when I realized that music was not going to sustain me, I, I mean, I think I have a lovely voice, but I'm not Carrie Underwood. It was not ever going to happen for me like that. Um, but I loved that uh, that thrill of getting up in front of people and performing. And so I thought, like, what is a career that I could do that? What is a career that I could uh, that I could get up in front of people and, and say something? Uh, and so journalism is where I landed. And you know, again. I'm very old, but back when I was in college, um, there was no curriculum to be like an entertainment reporter. YouTube didn't exist, the social media didn't exist. Um, and the only route that I could take was traditional, like hard news, you know, reporting on murders and county meetings and things like that. And so I did, um, but my very first executive producer in college, very nicely told me that I smiled too much reporting on those death stories um, and asked if I wanted to try entertainment news. And that's kind of how the whole thing started. I was just, I just love smiling. I love making people smile. I like, I like reporting on the things that can get people away from the pandemics of the world, you know, the fires and everything like that. Um, so I landed an internship in Los Angeles, moved out here 10, 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, and moved, yeah, moved and I just fell in love with the entertainment industry. Moved out from where? Where, where did you grow up or where were you going I'm, to college? I'm from Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I got started. I just, I got an internship with Larry King Live and got to work in the green room and meet all these celebrities. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the whole world. Um, the CNN building sits right there on Sunset Boulevard, which is like, you know, two blocks from Hollywood Boulevard. I just thought it was so cool. And I so desperately wanted to be an entertainment reporter. And, and that's how the whole thing got started. Yeah. Um, your decor is amazing. Last night, uh, last night, late night, uh, last night, I got to say it right. Last night's late night on Quibi. Um, it's, it's, it's brand new. You've probably seen it, you know, on social media. You've seen a lot of uh, buzz around Quibi, but now I'm, this is great to get a, a little more knowledge on it. I need to know a little bit more knowledge, though, Heather, on toilet paper. Why do you have toilet paper as your decor? And my second part, huh? Go ahead. I was going to say, my second part of the question, are you supposed to do toilet paper from the bottom or from the top? 
Oh, that is a fighting question. You're gonna, you're gonna make people hate me. No, it is from the top, okay? The toilet paper goes over the top. If you say the other way around, we're ending this call, we're done, we're finished, no. <laughs> no, the reason why toilet paper is part of my decor is because, first of all, it took me a whole month to find it. Like when you, you know what oh, happened. I don't funny. need to explain yeah. what happened to the toilet paper. We could not find it for an entire month. And finally, just a few days ago, my husband came back with it. And it was like the holy grail. Yeah. Have this toilet paper. And we thought it would be funny to put it on the set because it's so relatable right now that like people, some people don't have toilet paper. We were using tissues. Yes. Napkins even. Yeah. Napkins <laughs> is a hard night. Napkins is a hard one. So we had to we had to display you know our good fortune that we finally found some toilet paper and the we changed this out every single night this one this one's for the nurses was last night's and then but when we had the toilet paper there was a little arrow pointing to the toilet paper oh, and it I just said it. it just said score so because yeah, it's that big of a deal for us to have toilet paper I like it and you know even behind myself uh, aesthetically I always you always try to put these little knickknacks that just represent you I think it's because at the end of the day this is your work office space and this is I mean I can't wait I cannot wait the set we have is unbelievable my team is unbelievable I have missed them plus this is all temporary it's all gonna end at some point right. and so all of that stuff is still there but the hardest part for me has been not working with my team because yeah. they are they're fantastic. I cannot stress enough how hard they work, how hard they have all worked. And like I said, I came on like the very last minute for this. Um, and that's just like the nature of being a host. But these people have been slaving away. Like they have been working so, so hard for so long and not be able to celebrate like our first episode or our first week. Yeah. That has been the hardest thing. So And the fact that you do it now for the people that are already watching you on Quibi or other Quibi shows. Heather will make it look easy. And not that it's not easy to do a self-sufficient setup. You're doing that great. But I could attest from projects I've worked on as well, like when you're on a set and you got that IFB and you, it's, it's an electricity that makes you always rise to a different occasion. Again, not that you can't do it this way, but as a person who's- It's different. It's different. Yeah, as a person who's done a lot of live- in some ways it's better because we get to do fun stuff like this like you know, <laughs> this is like a relatable toilet paper thing and like i get to talk to my audience about you know that kind of stuff yeah. all the time. people i get text messages about what this board says right. you know and our set our set is fantastic it's amazing but it's not it's not yeah. this you know yeah. so it's not I'm, i can't wait to be back but in some ways like i'm 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 thankful that we are able to like you know connect like this first regarding the epic Toilet paper question. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh -oh. I feel like Heather, I am in the very small amount of people that believe it's best to grab it from the bottom and pull down. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm this, we're done now. <laughs> I was trepid about telling you, but I'm gonna tell you why, and you might have an answer, you know, a, a, a contradictory answer, but let me just at least explain. Okay, okay. So. And as you know, because you've done broadcast internships, we, you and I have a, a similar, similar, you know, successes and struggles, whatever. Mm -hmm. So on some of the darker days, Heather, I will tell you, I bought toilet paper that was very cheap, very, very. You think the ninety-nine cent store? I might have find found the ninety-seven cent store. Like it was really, <laughs> love it. Really something, yeah. You know, some of those moments when I first moved to New York and was a fish out of water. Yep. So I picked this toilet paper that was so thin, so so thin, <laughs> and if I put it on the top and I grabbed it from the top and pulled down, 
it would break in half. The oh, you're talking okay. about two ply, one okay. ply. Heather, no ply. <laughs> so well, okay, but my for me, my husband is the one who picked out the toilet paper. He is very picky. It has to be Charmin Ultra Soft. Oh well, it has to be. I don't. That is a him thing. I'm fine with the 97 cents. I'm fine with the. <laughs> or whatever, but my husband, I'm pointing over here because, you know, we're at home, he's right there. Uh, yes, he is very picky about his toilet papers. Well, in that way of thinking, if I get the good Charmin, what is it, Charmin? Charmin Ultra Soft, I think, is that right? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> if I were to get Charmin, and now, I mean, I'm not in 97 cent land anymore, but okay. now if I go to a good Charmin and I pull from the top, I think we're in agreement that the top is good. But if you ever struggle, Heather, Lauren, if you ever, there. You, you, take, you take it from the bottom or else that zero ply is going to be a problem. So, uh, well, Heather, thank you so, so much. I could talk to you about your career for a long time. I want you, though, before we go, I want you to tell me a couple entertainers out there, maybe they could even be Quibi people, that inspire you in a way because of their long career. Because you and I both know that lots of people get flash in the pan, you know, that little, you know, that little success. But this entertainment industry is peaks and valleys. Who are two people that you look up to because you're like, oh, I've loved their career. You know, Rosario Dawson I like because she's, you know, heavy in philanthropy, but then she's youthful in her in her conversation, but her roles are always yeah. everywhere. You know, she could play a stoner, but then she could play, you know, a vixen. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Well, I, actually, I actually am going to pick a quickie person. Um, I don't know if you've watched the Rachel Hollis show, um, but my, I have- My mom loves, my mom bought the books. My mom is yes. not- in the age bracket, I don't think, but she loves that girl. <laughs> but she's so, I mean, honestly, she's so easy to love besides the fact that she's had her books and stuff. I've been watching her show now on Quibi. Um, she's in the same category I am as a daily essential lifestyle. And I've subscribed to her show because it's just so uplifting. And, and she shares these personal stories and personal videos about her struggles and how she, you know, it took her 14 years to get that number one New York Times bestseller list, which is a goal that she had wanted for so long. And like, it's taken me 12 years to get yeah. my own show, like on a network. Like I just relate to that so, so much. And there is just so much power in like, staying the course and knowing your goals and reaching your goals like and the fact that she's able to do it too i think it's amazing heather yeah. gardner last night's late night oh my gosh quibby quibby oh <laughs> yeah there we go all right thank you thank you awesome. bye congratulations